Good evening from Northern California. It's day 26, but it's been a few days between. I have been ill. I've had a cold. Plus, I've been working at the school all week. And uh, anyway, I'm back. Day 26 with Paula Moderzon Becker. Long before the blues writer in the Brook expressionist groups came into being, Paula Moderzon Becker was already considered avant-garde. She was born in 1876 in Dresden, and she died in 1907 when she returned to Warpswede. She dies on my birthday. Wow, dies on November 20, shortly after the birth of her daughter. Hmm, interesting. Huh. Yeah, the picture they show here is her self-portrait on her sixth wedding anniversary. 1906, oil on a card. Excuse me. And she's uh, unclothed from her head to her belly, to her hips. And it looks like she's pregnant with her child. So uh, interesting. So let's read about Paula. Paula hates the conventional and is now and now is falling into the trap of making everything angular, ugly, bizarre, and wooden instead. The color is wonderful, but the shapes, the expression, hands like spoons, noses like corks, mouths like wounds. Even Paula's, Paula's husband Otto failed to appreciate her as this diary entry for 1903 indicates. But Paula was fascinated by ugliness, and the wooden and the bizarre made sense. The notion of art she developed, always with a keen awareness of what the pioneers were doing in Paris, had nothing in common with the initial intentions of the Warpswede artists' colony. Around the turn of the 20th century, Warpswede was a village at the back of beyond, inhabited by peasants in a flat, barren landscape of peat bog. But their artists could get, but their artists could get on with painting. So painters, oh, sorry, I messed up. So there, but their artists could get on with painting, living simply without being far from Bremen. It was a long way from academic pressures and prescribed models. It was outside in the fresh air. Excuse me. An easel and brush were what mattered. So painters Fritz Mackensen, Otto Motorsen, and Heinrich Vogler set about getting nature down onto campus, looking in part for realism, in part for lyrical moods. Paula, who joined the colony at the age of 22, was something else. Her landscape seemed banged on the can- her landscape seemed banged onto the campus, divided into small, hard-edged, flat sections. The colors remained muted and earthy. 
It's a strange feeling how all the colorful studied how all the colorful studied and affected elements fall away, she wrote enthusiastically in 1899. As a graduate of the art school of the Verein der Berliner Kunstler, Kunstlerinnen Society of Women Artists, her purpose is in going to Vorpsfeld was to have supplementary lessons from Fritz Mackensen. They proved they proved superfluous, because she seemed she soon perfected her individual style of plain renderings of people, and landscapes focusing on the essentials. <clears throat> An approach that met with blank incomprehension among her fellow Vorpswave artists. It was in Vorpswave that she befriended the sculptor Clara Westhoff, who was to marry. Poet Rainier Marie Rilke. As she was able to confirm in Paris, she was not alone in her search for the prime, primeval and primitive. Cezanne's landscapes, composed of simple shapes and strong colors, together with the sea, the South Sea, pictures of Gauguin, left an indelible impression on her, not to mention her studies at the Ecole des Beaux-Arts. What a little aside here. You know, I always hear about these artists doing these simple and muted and all these different things. And what did they just say about her? Plain renderings of people and landscapes focusing on the essentials, an, ab an approach that met with blank incomprehension among the fellow Warps Fade artists. Um... Yeah, I, whenever I hear it, I always feel like I'm supposed to do that. And right now, what I'm doing is making and, and intentionally making very complicated compositions for myself. I'm not making them simple. I'm making it chaotic and, and um, layered and... Uh, full of line and shape and color um, to have movement and move your eye around the piece. So, I don't know. There's times when I think, okay, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing in my work, but it feels like that's what I want to do. So I'm making all of these complicated compositions right now and very busy, busy, busy compositions. And then, of course, I have to come back and try to simplify it at some level. But I go. I let myself go. It's like doodling, you know. When you can let yourself doodle forever, you sometimes uh, need to come back and simplify. But hopefully this uh, complexity is still there in the layers. Hmm. Anyway, it's just food for thought for myself. Okay, so we're back here to the text. She has studied at the Ecole de Beaux-Arts. Once back in Wolfsbade, Molderson turned to women, children, and nature for her subject matter, rendering them as both coarse and beautiful, strong and subtle. She applies, applied paint thickly, treating it as matter. Yeah, I get that. 
She strove to capture a subject's essence, painting forms that were rough and angular in large, flat areas, delineated with bold light outlines. Oh, excuse me. A constant theme is a woman. It feels good to be reading again, by the way. A constant theme is woman and motherhood. In her self-portraits, she shows herself pregnant, naked, frontal, elemental, and courageous. Were these acts of liberation? Certainly they are. They were a declaration of self-belief. Paula Motorson's Paula Motorson Becker's career lasted only seven years. An early maturing artist, unnoticed by her fellow artists in Warpsvade, she produced in that time over 700 paintings and a thousand drawings before drawing before dying, aged only 31, of an embolism shortly after the birth of her longed-for child. Hmm. She is supposed to have said on her deathbed, what a pity. Hmm. Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? I'm going to look into her more. They have, um, I've heard of her before, but I've just never really looked into her work. I, 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 it's so funny when I look at someone's work that they show you when you're studying. If it doesn't catch me right away, I will really have, I mean, there's so much to look at. So, but her story is uh, compelling. And they have other pieces in this book. Avenue of Birches, she did in 1900. And another self-portrait in 1906, where she again has her torso. Oh, she's in nature when she's torso bare. Well, the next story will be about Camille Claudel, who is also part of the Rodin story, which I've been listening to from Paul. A long, it's been a long book that we've been listening to. It's about you must change your life, and it's between Rodan and Rilke, and these Pollock shows up in that book, and so does Camille Claudel, who is next on our agenda. Have a good night, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this. I did. <laughs>